Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us again in the Horror Motel. We are absolutely delighted you have returned to check in, to spend some time, to relax, to unwind with us. Um, as always, I am joined by my, wait, I, I googled, my accomplished, captivating, articulate, and dazzling co-host, Bunny galore. Ah! ah, ah. <laughs> Thank you for Googling. I planned it this time. I was like, I'm going to find all the ah. adjectives. And it's my goal now to find new adjectives every single week for you, my love. Oh, um, thank you, Alison. Thank you. Well, I, I, I think I've, I've missed the Horror Motel. We've been a couple of weeks since we've spoken. You're still in Canada. So this is international recording that you are seeing, ladies and gentlemen, and hearing. <laughs> Uh, we are we are crossing the divide of the is it the Atlantic? I can't remember. I failed geography. I think uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going with that. A big a big bit of water. We've flown over a big bit of water. Titanic and I'm in a different Atlantic. part. I'm Ooh, in a different you? part of Canada now. Yeah. Now mm. I'm in my hometown, Calgary, right. Alberta. Yeah. Okay. Home of the 1988 Winter Olympic Games. Eddie the Eagle, the Jamaican bobsled team. That was us, everyone. That was us. I love that. I love it. Who knew in 1988 when I was watching the Olympics that we would be speaking across the water right now? Like, in those days, that would have been a live satellite link up that... Limp up? Link up that... (laughs) Limp up? um, That ITV or BBC would do. And now we can do it with the wonders of our phones and computers and a bit of uh, sticky back plastic there we go isn't that mad yes and how is your hometown it's lovely look it's very nice to be back home it's very dry where i am from so literally on the plane from toronto to calgary uh, at one point i looked down and all of a sudden i could see all my dry cuticles and i was like oh i'm close (laughs) to calgary now um but it is yeah it's so dry here it is very nice to be back home. Uh, I am delighted uh, spending time with my parents. So, you know, parental upkeep is what's happening right now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, but it's been, now, it's your been mother's lovely. Not it's been delightful. been very well. I, I, remind me what's happened with your mother. My good old mom, Vicky, uh, has had a hip replacement. So she's that's the right. bionic hip woman now. Yeah, yeah. I had broken yeah, leg so, in my head. I think that's wrong. <laughs> So, <laughs> leg, thinking, your leg, hip area. You're well. Yeah, you're good. Kind to of there, that. wasn't I? Yeah. So hip. So that is that does take quite a long time to recover from that, doesn't it? Because it's so weird. These words that we hear, you know, growing up, you know, and it's almost like talk, talked about. I joke about this. We you know, like, I, whenever I've had some exciting news, I joke as, oh, I scream so loudly the neighbours think I've fallen and broken hip again. But uh, and my mother's done the same thing. Uh, she hasn't had a replacement, but um, I don't think she has. Oh, no, she had a partial one, I think. I'm sure she did. She's oh. partly bionic. <laughs> part bionic. Not full bionic, Mom. Part bionic, Not for part Mom. bionic, yes. Um, <laughs> so but it's, it's good. And actually... Hmm. Oh, go ahead. No, it takes a while, is what I was going to say. It takes... Because you kind yeah. of think, oh, you'll be home and you'll be dusting by Thursday and, you know, emptying the dishwasher by Friday. But actually, I think it takes a good six, eight weeks, I think, to kind of, at least, I think, to kind of get over it. Twelve weeks in total of absolute healing. Oh, Twelve weeks. Twelve weeks. Oh, wow. We're on week number seven. It's, it's, we're coming along. <laughs> we're coming along. 
Okay. Uh, here's what I love, though. Here's a story I want to tell. So my mm-hmm. mom, uh, we bought her a little a little two-wheel walker. Now, mm-hmm. judge me if you will, everyone, but we bought it at what you would call in the UK a boot sale. We bought it at a garage sale. It was a nice little oh. walker. It looked like it worked. We were like, let's go for it. We bought her this little walker because we didn't know what she'd need for the operation. The doctor was like, no. this is perfect. But this this thing is already secondhand, so it's it's – it's a little noisy. Let's say that. So when she walks with it, it's kind of like, and my mom decided she wanted to go to church on Good Friday. So as a good daughter, I took her to church. We showed up a little bit late because we run a little bit late and uh, dead silent, dead silent church. It's already started. Service is in order. We walk in. All you can hear is mom. The whole congregation turns around. I was like, hey, we're here, everyone. That following Sunday, we went back for Easter Sunday. And the priest said to my mom, don't worry about getting up for communion. We'll come to you. And my mom was like, but the other people with their walkers get to go up. I was like, their walkers are greased. So uh, we're not we're not allowed. We were too noisy. We were too noisy in the church, everyone. The thing is, the riff raff is here. I don't remember. So, like one of the the grey metal frame walkers that we're talking about here. Yes. Because yes, I, yes. I was going to say, I've got at least about three, I think, in storage for my mother that you can have. But, um, but I don't remember them making any noise. Are you sure it's not a pogo stick? Are you sure it's actually a walker? I, <laughs> I don't remember them making that much noise. <laughs> it's a little cricketing, sure? could you imagine? Yeah. Oh, it's, a sw- it's a swing ball um, and a pogo stick welded together that some teenager sold you for like three dollars um <laughs> that actually be quite cool yeah. bless your mother in yeah that would be mortifying wouldn't it i get it within that, within that site well actually oh, was, you know what I they laughed yeah they don't get mortified we get mortified the ch- we, as the children we get mortified at those things they are fine they, exactly. they, they couldn't care less it's a full-on cat she and doesn't sketch, care at all. you know like they couldn't care less and we're like oh dying inside not that I can enter a church, obviously, oh. without, you know, sort of bursting into flames. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I've got my mother as my... She, she covers me. I'm like, let me in. She's my beard. Let me in. Let me in. Um, but before we get going too much, I want to follow yes. up because we left off last time mm. talking about... Remember, I had ended on the scary story, my yes. friend staying in yes. the joint room and not... Yes. And so we said, okay, let's think of it. And I thought of one more quick, mm. scary story. Um yes. I don't know if you thought of one, but I just because I have we thought promised of one, we'd but do it. Yeah, it kind of doesn't oh! turn out to be scary, but it's kind of it was spooky at the time. But yes, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? What do you want to do? Well, do mine's kind first? of a bit of a lightweight one, so it, it kind of is. I was staying with, um, I was, well, I can't remember what gig I was doing, but um, I, and it, but it was one of those hotels where it's uh it's a bit like the shining it's kind of like modern and it's very long corridors with a very loud carpet sort of thing but we were on a bit like crossroads motel really because we were on the ground floor and so the windows would go out to the garden outside so it was just it was just one of those really um windy stormy nights and I kept, when I went to bed, I kept on thinking someone was tapping on the window. And I've, I remember opening the window and go, opening the curtains, you know, lovely fuchsia, sort of, you know, sort of, you know, sort of patterned things. And looking outside and going, there's no, no one there, what the hell, closed the curtains. And kept on hearing this tapping. 
And it wasn't scaring me, but it was making me uncertain. Uh, because obviously it wasn't that kind of a scary hotel, but it was a bit, I was more, that was more scared of like the living than it was a ghost type of thing. But you're going like, well, you know, yeah. you never know um, uh, what's going to happen. But it turned out the friend, the other cabaret artist, that I, and I won't name and shame, I had tied a pen to the outside of the window and it was tapping on purpose to make because I think we've been up talking about some horror stuff uh, to try and scare me. How naughty is that? They were trying to oh scare me. Oh my god! I mean, it's That's I used so to, crafty it's, though. It's wow. so crafty. I know. Yeah, exactly. It's a cheeky sense. But it's uh, it's so weird because I mean, I have worked in a I worked in a hotel when I first left school, and it. I do believe, because <clears throat> even if it's a modern hotel, I do believe that you get, in the space of about three or four years I was there while I was doing amateur theatre before I went to drama school, uh, you, you get every, this is why it's such a great idea for a soap opera, why Crossroads the Motel is so great, is because you get every single dramatic thing that can happen, does happen. You get births, deaths, marriages, you know, affairs, um, and I, I mean, I remember walking into one room one time, which the owner had told me not to go in. Well, hadn't told me properly not to go into to find a full, you know, rubber sheeting over the bed and a video camera, and uh, <laughs> which was. And I, wouldn't mind, I remember checking them in the the couple coming in, and they were like the the least. Um, I don't think they were husband and wife, uh, but they were the, the least people <laughs> you think would be that sexually adventurous. That's pretty scary as well. But then I remember one temporary manager hung himself in one of the closets in the hotel room and I would never go into that hotel room so this is probably a bit more of a scary one I do remember for years afterwards never being able to go into that hotel room afterwards because I'd known what had happened in that room that he killed himself and um and it was always a bit of a weird atmosphere but then because you know you start thinking oh gosh but yeah there's not a, you know oh, we used to rent out. it used to be rented out you know so if I if I know that had happened in that hotel room what has happened in every hotel room we stay in, Alison. Isn't that screaming? Well, this is exactly it. This is exactly <laughs> it. Okay, so I've got I've got a real quick one. Okay, first one, uh, speaking of hotels, mm-hmm. one time and one time only, this does not mm-hmm. happen to me ever, it was like this tiny little town and it was like a motel. It was just like a little shitty motel. And I walked in and I opened up the door to my room and I walked in and I never have thoughts like this. All of a sudden, I just got this, like, feeling like it just came over me. And this thought was in my head. It just went, a woman died in that bed. Like, oh. it was like a thought that just, wow. ju- and I was like, I've never had wow. that before. I've Ooh. never had it, Ooh. you know, again. It was like, oh, my God. So that was my creepy. But my other real good ghost story. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was a teacher. I used to be a supply teacher, a substitute teacher. And um, I used to substitute teach at this old school in Calgary. And what I would do is on my, okay, they call it a prep or a spare. So you always get like a, a period where you don't have to do anything. But right. if you're a supply teacher, they always try and get you to do more <laughs> work. Right? right? They're like, I go see. get yes. her and get her to do something. So what I would always do is the moment my spare came, I would go hide in the downstairs ladies' (laughs) staff washroom because no one was ever down there. It was a single one. I would just take a book. I'd go. I'd hide for the first 15 minutes because I thought if they can't find me, they can't give me work to do. So that's what I do. So one time I was hiding in the bathroom, reading a book, (laughs) just sitting in the stall, minding my own business. And 
it had never dawned on me before, but I was just sitting there, and all of a sudden, I just got this feeling like someone had entered the room. And you wouldn't know this feeling because when somebody enters a room, you hear a person, there's a being yeah. there, and you're like, oh, someone's entered the room. But all of a sudden, I was like, I'm not by myself. You're not alone. But yeah. nobody oh, came in oh. the room. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sitting there, hiding in the toilet, reading a book. I get this feeling like somebody's here. And out of the top right-hand corner of my eye, I just see like, it's like black, like a really dark shadow. Oh, my that just God. Like went up went along this brick wall. And now, again, I've never had anything like this. I've never, I was like, what is that? So it got the chills. I like quickly was like, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I go upstairs. I go to my next class to teach. And these boys, these teenage boys were like, hey, 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 Miss Smith, Miss Smith. Did you did you know about the uh, our school? And I was like, well, yeah, I know it's an old school. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know that there was a librarian who killed herself in the, in the library back in, anyway, the wall that I saw the shadow on was the conjo- like the joining wall to the library. So all I'm saying is I had this occurrence, and within five minutes later, some kids told me about a librarian that died in that library. Ah! Yeah, that was my, uh, mm-hmm. now, my other... Yeah. Oh, my God. Now, because it was five minutes later, I mm-hmm. don't really trust the kids weren't dressed up as, like, you know, Mother Bates from, the, <laughs> from Psycho and was crawling in from... Uh, <clears throat> That's a bit of a strange coincidence, isn't it? But but then that is also like, uh, yeah, anything dark shadow. Well, I actually, well, I'll save it for the next episode, but I have some stories okay. like that as well. But yeah, similar Ooh, stories. Oh, I love that we share these stories. Because um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think I've ever, oh, so I've never seen like a physical apparition, but I have seen some strange things like that, but I don't think I've told on this podcast. So I, yeah, we'll do that with the next episode. Such fun. And Ooh, I think older ladies seem stories. to be a running theme with this. You know, we're talking about our mothers, we're talking about old kids. <laughs> so I think, you know, I think that links into very nicely uh, to the Golden Girls and a bit of a running theme for our episode. <laughs> Look at our segueing. <laughs> You're so good at these segues. So, yes, it does. It leads us in beautifully when we begin as speaking of, of elderly ladies. Uh, the movie. <laughs> Including Bunny Girl, yes. That, could, no. <laughs> young, young forever. You're a vampire. Yes, we know that. Uh, yes. <laughs> the movie yes. that I am checking in to the motel this week is uh, one of my personal all-time favorites. It is... Because uh, it's comedy horror, essentially. Mm. Sci-fi comedy mm. horror. The first time I saw it, I had no expectations. It mm. blew me away. The movie I'm checking into the hotel this week is Lake Placid. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you have not seen the lovely and wonderful uh, Lake Placid, basically, it is a monster horror sci-fi comedy. It is mm-hmm. about a giant crocodile uh, that has appeared in a lake. Uh, it is not Lake Placid. Even though the movie is called Lake Placid, it is actually the name of the lake, I believe, was Black Lake. Yes, Black mm. Lake is the actual name of the lake in the movie. But they call it Lake Placid uh, as in 
they kind of make homage uh, to a line that is in the film where the guy says, they're like, oh, it's so calm here. And they're like, mm. well, we, it was going to be called Lake Placid, but that was already taken. So they called the movie uh. Lake Placid as kind of a cheeky little, oh. But the name of the lake in the movie is actually Black Lake. And essentially, it is your classic monster appears, people start to uh, get eaten, uh, basically, it opens on a diver looking at the lake. There is a sheriff there. The diver gets bitten by something, dragged around, is kind of eaten alive. They find a tooth. They need to fly in an expert to find out about what kind of animal would have done this. Um, and thus, the, the chaos ensues. Uh, the cast, absolutely phenomenal. This is mm. what blew my mind when I saw the cast. I had no idea. We've got an impressive cast, including Bridget Fonda, who is our scientist who comes to look at the tooth. We have Bill Pullman, who is the uh, one of the deputy sheriffs, the kind of the love interest. We have Oliver Platt, who is the goofy sheriff. And then we have the one, the only, the amazing... Betty White, who is the old lady who we find out later on is feeding the crocodile. She's been feeding the crocodile all this while. She is the main cause, um, but she is, I mean, she is phenomenal. Uh, to oh, me, seeing yeah. Betty White was what made the movie for me. Um, yeah. Now, when do you remember the first, when did you see it the first time? Do you, or is this, is this? The oh gosh, what year? It's, is it? Two thousand? Is it around two thousand? I can't quite remember when the film comes out. Uh, it's part because yeah. it's part of that zeitgeist of, I think post obviously post uh, Jurassic Park. So the CGI is there, um, but you're getting into the era of Twister, and what was the other films around that time? But it was it's certainly around that era of. I think it's. I think it's slightly later, later than late nineties, isn't it? So I don't think I saw it at the cinema. I probably it was a VHS rental with friends, uh, but we absolutely loved it. The biggest yes. surprise is Betty White. I don't know if we did. obviously. I think we must have seen the trailer, um, and I can't remember if in the trailer you see the, the 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 very famous shot of her taking the cow down to the the waterside to to like for the waiting crocodile going num num, uh, <laughs> open wide. <laughs> Um, and I can't remember if that's in the trailer or not because that's such, such a delicious reveal that you you know and, and I, she steals everything that isn't nailed down. I think this was probably the first big thing I'd seen her in. You know, I'm sure she does a lot in America, but we had post Golden Girls. I don't think in the UK we'd seen her very much, and that was the first thing I think she'd come back with in something big commercial movie. Um, and she's and she swears a lot. She's quite, you know, she's she's kind of the oh, um, quite nasty in it, but in a hilarious way. So different. And I suppose because we only know her for Rose from the Golden Girls. She's played loads of other roles, but we just didn't seen like what she'd done. Um, and then she did another series of Rue McClellan where she's she's quite sort of uh, the the villain. And you know, um, but so we just didn't know her like that. We only knew her as Rose. So to see her play something as sassy as that is delicious. Oh. Absolutely delicious. She does swear. My two favorite lines of her, sorry to cut you off, but just mm. before we move on, my two no, favorite no. lines where she, because she's got a sassy, like you said, sassy mouth, right? Sassy yes. mouth. Uh, my f two favorite Betty White lines when I was watching the movie, I was like, oh yeah, was, uh, if I had a dick, this is where I'd tell you to suck it. That yeah. was one of her lines. <laughs> so please too. imagine 
Betty White saying, if I had a dick, this is what I'd tell you to suck it. Love that line. My other one is where... <laughs> Where she says to, to the the uh, the kind of silly sheriff, she says, "Well, thank you, Officer Fuckmeat." <laughs> Officer Fuckmeat is one of my favorite things I've ever heard. <laughs> she's also yeah. she she's kind of feet. She's actually giving tea or cookies to one of the other guys sheriffs, and she's going, like, "Well, I hope all your 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 people you work with gets eaten alive. You can shoot me for that. You can arrest me for that now." Uh, I can't, I'm paraphrasing, but it was just like it's just like oh my god, that's pretty white. <laughs> She's so great. We find out that I think essentially she fed her husband to the crocodile, although it's yes. not really. She says, well, she yeah, says it's he an accident. fell in the water. Yeah, yeah. The, horse got, <laughs> the horse got free and he was trying to get the horse and the crocodile. I think, yeah, you, I, yeah, I don't believe that. That's a full-on Carol Baskin type of storyline going on there. <laughs> it's very Carol Baskin, actually, isn't it? Now I think about it. Now, mm-hmm. have they just discovered that her husband is alive still? Has there been some evidence Carol Baskin's husband is actually alive? I'm sure I've read that. Did I hallucinate it? Oh, my God. I, will, I, I haven't will, heard that. Yeah, no, I know. I think that came up a few weeks ago, and I must kind of look into that. But, if, you know. Make a note of that. Let's find out about yeah, that. Yeah, I know. It's that's a fascinating. You know, God, that's, it's three years ago now, isn't it, um, Tiger King? But it feels like it feels like centuries ago. But also, it was so vivid because we were all watching it during that very first few weeks of lockdown that it seems to be like imprinted on our brains like it's a TV show we watched for years in the 80s. It's that kind of like, you know, in there. Um, I love Bill Pullman, I love as well. And Bridget Fonda, I absolutely adore. Uh, One of my favorite movies is Scandal, which is the Profumo Scandal movie with Joanne Wally and uh, Bridget Fonda's playing Mandy Rice Davis and. uh, Joan Wally is playing uh, Christine Keeler. And I love her from that. And uh, t- weirdly, watching it this time, I, I was suddenly, I completely forgot they were the two leads until I started watching the film. I'd forgotten they were the... And it was slightly, I think the first few scenes of the movie, I don't think the chemistry is kind of there. He seems very passive and she's being, it's not their fault, it's the way it's written or directed. It's, she's being extremely sort of like... Um, aggressive like all the time aggressive yeah and i was like oh that's quite it's not very real they're kind of and i went do you really hate each other in real life what's going on here but i think it was just the way it was written and directed because as soon as she as soon as she starts reacting to horrible things and i love her rain naturalistic reaction because you would scream if you saw a dead body you would you know have yes. big reactions if something was chasing you and she's quite you know some people would say she goes a bit too girly with it but I think that's like no I would scream if something was coming at me or you know you find a, a, a what is it a thumb or a toe that's you know with maggots in it um, so I, yeah I, I like her reaction I think she literally goes on such a journey with it she starts off very yeah. very over over strong I, I'm in control I live in the city I'm in control I'm in the country I'm not in control oh my god there's dead things and monsters chasing me scream uh, and like yeah. her reactions is very still quite plucky but very real I think in a very 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 entertaining way Oh, absolutely. Well, she had two decapitated heads thrown on her pretty quick. So, I mean, yes. I can see why, you know, you're, she was like, yes. uh, and it, she brings it up later. She's like, that's the, it's just, that's the second head that has landed on me today. And I was like, I love that. Uh, and, and let's be honest, Luke, if you were to actually look, look, the acting, the script, the dialogue, it all shouldn't work. But because yeah, it's, it's a- all so bad, 
Yeah. That's what makes this tremendous. Because yeah. Robert Ebert actually quoted this. This is what Robert Ebert said about mm-hmm. this movie, about Lake Placid, which I laughed. <laughs> this is the kind of movies, the movie, this is the kind of movie that actors discuss in long, sad talks with their agents. Yeah, for some reason, it. I think it's almost... Because it's it it is fairly tongue in cheek, but not. I I don't think it was probably intended originally to be like that. But I think because they, they, they've got quite good actors doing it, it's kind of. And then you've got Betty White on top of that, and then I think the effects for the crocodile work so well because you don't yeah. see it for quite a long time. You don't see so yeah. So you're involving a huge crocodile in in the lake, but um, you, you I forgotten you don't see it for quite a long time. And when you do, it's quite a surprise, you know, eventually when I think yes. it's the first reveal is with the bear, isn't it? The a brown bear attacks them, the, the sort of yeah. the, the, the three, four main leads. And then you think, oh, my God, it's a bear attack. And then suddenly, a rough, uh, the, the crocodile comes out of the lake and numbs a the bear. A 30-foot crocodile. Yeah. A 30-foot crocodile is, is what the size yeah. of this was. Oh, huge. And this this crocodile was based off of an actual prehistoric crocodile. So uh, the prehistoric creature that was in the film was based on the... Okay, I'm going to try and say the proper <laughs> name. Sarcosuchus Im- Imperator, Ooh. or the Flesh Crocodile Emperor, is the actual um, English term of it. Uh, the giant crocodile lived approximately 110 million years ago when rivers flowed through what is now known as sub... Or is uh, now sub Saharan Africa, I think. Um, anyway, they found, they actually found the remains, um, and it included a vertebrae, limb bones, arm plates, jaws, and nearly a complete six-foot skull. Six-foot skull. Ugh. Yeah. So they based this crocodile off uh-huh. of as something that had actually existed, which I thought was mm. absolutely insane when you think about that is... That that really roamed to the earth at some point. Yeah. I don't know about you, but um, I my phobias aren't. I, I'm not particularly. I shouldn't be saying this in case of it. it well, they're not going to ask me, and I'm a celebrity anytime soon. <laughs> but, um, but if I did do that show, um, snakes and crocodiles are my two things. Uh, really. Thankfully, they don't really. You don't really come across them in the UK. But I don't know why the crocodile particularly. I think it's possibly. Is it? It must be. It's not. It's not Peter Pan. I think it's as a. Oh, I know. I think it might be the Roger Moore, uh, Live and Let Die movie, um, which is his first Bond. And I think there's a whole scene on a crocodile farm in where are they in Texas? I think somewhere. And I think it's around that time that I started. I, I'm pretty sure I've never ever seen one in real life. I have no intention of starting now, uh, but. Yeah. I, I am really quite scared of, cro- of crocodiles. And I know this is like, you know, there's a lot of CGI going on here and, and props, but even still, yeah, hate the things. Absolutely well, hate the things. Uh, yeah, CGI, but if you were to see a real live crocodile, they look unrealistic in real life. Like yeah, when you true. look at them, you're like, that doesn't look like it could be real. Oh, that yeah. just ate a rabbit. Yeah, it's yeah. real. Like it is. <laughs> they, they themselves, like they're a wild creature. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they look yeah, so, so I, they look so dinosaur-y, don't they? Because they come from the you know they haven't changed a lot apart from size, obviously. But um, they don't look much different from how they would have been in in 
they're not from Jurassic, are they? I can't remember what era they're from. No. Um, but they're prehistoric lizard prehistoric, animals. Yes. They look the same. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. mad when you think about that. Still, they're still walking the earth today. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's something, and it's just the cold reptilian stuff that freaks me out. It's I hate them, but I've never oh. seen one in real life. So there we go. I don't think you're going to get very many in central London, but um, <laughs> although I might have dated, that's hilarious. You, I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and find us a, a. I wonder if there's a crocodile. There's got to be a zoo or something. We're going to go to a zoo, bunny. That's what yeah, we're going right. to do. We're going to go to a zoo <laughs> yeah. together. Challenge yes, ourselves. Deal. I would love that. Um, also, fun things I found out about this movie that I always like people to know. Uh, this was filmed mostly in British Columbia, British Columbia, Canada, everyone. So, uh, oh. yeah, it was mainly it filmed gorgeous, in Canada. It looks gorgeous, doesn't yeah. it? It's so lovely, doesn't it? It's, it looks such a well, beautiful... Well, and it makes sense. We've got so many lakes. Mm. Uh, I believe Lake Superior in Ontario, you could fit, f- what is it, four Englands, I believe, in Lake really? Superior. That's how big <laughs> Probably, that yeah. lake is. Yeah. They probably surprised it's me. Massive. Um, so I'm not surprised that they, they filmed. We have a lot of uh, lake things. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. So since then, <laughs> it has spawned five sequels, everyone. Five? That's right. Five sequels. Yes, we have Lake Placid, Lake Placid 2, Lake Placid 3, Lake Placid, the final Lake Placid, Lake Placid versus Anaconda. Oh, and I then love the Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have that. Lake Placid, the uh, Lake Placid, <laughs> the Legacy. Um, and they, but, yeah, the Legacy. But they were all made for TV sequels. Surprise, surprise, everyone. They went right to TV. Fabulous. Um, Yeah, and I did love when I saw that Lake Placid versus Anaconda. I was like, (laughs) oh, come on, we are. Oh, love it. What's next? That's my kind of movie. Lake Placid in space? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We put Jason up there. Let's put an alligator up there, too. Um, oh my goodness! I, yeah. that there's your movie. That's it. That's our new pitch <laughs> for 2023. Is uh, <laughs> Lake Placid in Lake space? Lake Placid in space. Huge great <laughs> bubble helmet on the crocodile, just like that, swimming around. Oh, I love. I would. I, I would love pay. that we both just said that, like the Muppets. We both yes. remember that. Yeah, just exactly. Pigs, Pigs in, in space. 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 Yeah, it has to be said like that. Yeah. You know what? Um, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, we were talking about uh, off camera, off off uh, off mic. We were talking about. I've just been when we're recording this, boys and girls. I've just been to the Star Wars celebration uh, at uh, the Excel Centre in London. I went on the Sunday. So we're just recording this just after Easter, and um, and this links in because of the Muppets because there was amazing cosplays. It's quite weird for me because I was in civvies. I wasn't in costume. I wasn't as bunny galore. So, although I but run into a few, so you kind of you know when I explain who I am, then people go, "Oh yes, sure." Um, they're like yeah, security, uh, <laughs> and I'm tasered and taken out. But um, there was amazing <laughs> people in cosplay. I was with some friends that were in cosplay that looked amazing. But my favourite, I think, was and I can't remember the name of the character. Who were the two old men in the? Uh, in the oh. box in the Muppet Show, those two guys and the, the two grumpy old men in the box. So yes. this, there was a lot of like cross um, uh, cross genre cosplay going on. So you'd get like Princess Leia as a uh, Edwardian uh, suffragette, and oh, or, I love that. or like or C three uh, or Chewbacca, but as like, like a, a you know a, a English fop, and it was like just amazing these 
mashups they were doing. So you had the two the two grumpy guys. So they had four big heads on, like the characters, but they were wearing. And deaths. their names are. are- Statler and Waldorf. Statler and Statler Waldorf. and Waldorf. I always forget that. I suppose because they don't they don't call each other those names on the show, so you, you, you don't, it doesn't get into your head, does it? Statler and Waldorf. There we go. And the, but they're dressed as in the black kind of costumes uh, from the Death Star, you know, like as in uh, officer costumes. So they're kind of SS kind of costumes. They've got. Uh, when <laughs> they walked past us. They had the mask pushed back, so you could see their actual human faces. And we were like, "Oh my goodness, you look amazing!" They go. They were like, "This, this is the, this is the thing that made me laugh." Is remember it's European. They went, "Ah, oh, thank you. Yeah, we're just going to our balcony. If you'd like to follow." And we were like, "I'm pretty sure that that's a terrible German accent." But like the irony of you playing those characters in Death Star costumes and you're German is a little bit, this is quite strange. They're going to get me in contact with me now. They're actually from like the Isle of Wight or something. But uh, And so they, the, <laughs> I've got these amazing photographs where they go up, they went then went up to the back. We were like, obsessed, we're coming, we're following. And we followed them and they kind of put the mask on. They were just like going, boo, here's the balcony. It was just hysterical because to see those two characters, because in the Star Wars world, those two characters would be um, uh, Death Star officers so uh, it, it was just just delicious but the fact they were german as well they just put this extra level of insanity on the day so that was my favorite <laughs> cosplay from star wars <laughs> celebrations <laughs> anyway anyway i adore that yes so um there is uh so yeah great uh, lake placid um i didn't realize it had that many sequels I do want to see that uh, Lake Placid versus Araconda slash, you know, um, Oh, God, yeah, me too. As soon um, as I saw now. that, I was like, that's the one I'm going for next. Yes, yeah. I want to ask the next one. I'm going straight to that one. I'm going straight to number seven. Um, uh, that sounds great. Well, it's because they do leave it fairly open-ended that, you know, there's little baby... No, no, spoilers. One, the, one the, you know, the, the crocodile survives. He's not dead at the end, is he? He's just kind of nope. sun-darted, so... And they ship him off on a big lorry. So yes. you see this crocodile getting driven up a highway yeah. in a lorry. Yeah. Like like King Kong. Um, it's yeah. quite yes. a sh- very King Kong going to New York before. You see, it's actually quite strange because it, it's only an hour and 22 minutes, which is quite short for, for a main release because normally you have to be 90 minutes, really. Anything under 90 you, you kind of has that reputation at this point of production for being either something that's gone terribly wrong <laughs> and they've had to cut a lot of stuff out of it. Or it's, you know, or it's kind of, you know, something's, you know, had to be cut budgetary wise. So I think, so I, I think it surprised everybody how, how sort of, uh, not a massive, you know, massive hit, but it was very popular when it came out and still with, you know, on, uh, on uh, VHS and DVD and stuff. Rental, basically, uh, before stre- long before streaming. I think it's got a little bit forgotten about now, but it, everyone's got a lot oh. of affection for this movie, partly because of Betty White, partly because I think it's just a great fun. Everybody's great in it. The whole cast are great in it. You know, they're playing quite unlikable characters, but I think because of the charisma of those like four main leads, they're very funny and they're deadpan and they're kind of playing it just with a bit of a glint in the eye. Uh, and I think everybody that's seen, a bit like Twister I'm a massive fan of Twister very similar era and um, I loved it when it came out and I think it was that point where they were adding CGI into things a volcano is another one and Dante's Peak I was in, nearly said Dante yep. Cove that's the, the gay vampire TV series uh, Dante's <laughs> Peak 
uh, all that stuff. I think just really great, fun, rip-roaring adventure stuff. And I would put yeah. Lake Placid... In, I know it's not like a disaster movie. This is a kind of a horror. Um, but I would totally put that in there. It was... It was. Oh, my goodness. It's so much fun. So much fun. It... it and I think that's the best word to describe it. It's fun. Mm. Like, it's a fun... Mm. Uh, it's the perfect blend to me like I remember I watched it I rented it with mates and these were the mates that we would always rent the cheesy horror movies yeah. uh, you know and, and get snacks and, and then just like you know Mystery Theater 2000 it and just cut yes. it up and talk about yes. it and we just this to me was like it just brings me back to such a happy time in my life Yes. Um, and so watching it again it was nice to see that it wasn't just that I was in the happy time of my life I think the movie still stands right now for like comedic horror sci-fi like I, I would oh, tell yeah. anyone to give it a go yeah. I, I think anyone would would have a good laugh or two out of it um, yes so uh, y- yeah go go ahead no, it just remind yeah, me, yeah. Uh, Mystery Science Theatre 3000, funny enough, it was around that time that I actually watched the movie of Mystery Science Theatre, because uh, uh, we didn't really get the TV show so much over here, and and I loved the movie, which is so weird to, watching a movie of a TV show about a movie, uh, but, uh, and it was, uh, it wasn't Joel, it's the second uh lead uh his name's gone up my head now but uh it was so weird that a few years ago i got to interview um trace ballou and uh frank conliffe who play the the baddies in for most of the run of the original show but it meant i had to go back and watch um to do some research um a lot of the episodes and i you know sometimes that's that's you get to do the best homework ever because I don't think I'd only seen the movie uh, where you see the you know if you if you don't know Mystery Science uh, Mystery Theater uh, three thousand it's uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand sorry I'm saying it wrong um it's it's kind of sorry, in the I days said two thousand before yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mystery Science Theater MST you you kind of it's a bit like a, it's before DVD commentary isn't it so you're seeing mm-hmm. the, uh, the the backs of cinema seats at the bottom of the TV screen like you're watching. Uh, you're watching in a cinema with these th- three characters uh, commenting on it. You have the, the the human lead and then two robots. So it's all, it's kind of it's just so much fun, isn't it? But I've had the, and I've I've done a couple of conventions with those guys and they're just the best. And it kind of inspired. It's one of the big inspirations that and Elvira for what I do, I guess. So uh, oh. it's funny. I love the fact you were doing that yourself in the late '90s and also obviously you know in the early days of com- I guess you weren't doing comedy at that point, but it was kind of. I had. I have been doing comedy for just a, I've been around a long time. I'm a vampire as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've done it for a few years. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So I think it, right, it also right, just started to like, yeah, yeah, that was in my... It's I just like funny, isn't it, that you go like, it's, yeah, you're, you're, you're doing it back then and it's it, you're signposting what's, you, what, you're like, what we're doing now. Isn't yeah, that what weird? Yeah, what we're doing now, exactly. What we're doing now at this very second. Exactly. Yeah, it's very strange, isn't it? <laughs> So, so now we yes. have a lovely feel for the movie. Mm. We talked about the detail. We can mm. we both recommend it. I think we're both yes. saying everyone give it a go. I would 100% stand behind this movie. But what I want to know, Bunny, mm. is where in our lovely establishment would you check in Blake Placid? So, obviously it's a, it's because it involves water. I think it needs to be outside, but probably not in mm-hmm. our deluxe uh, Olympic-sized swimming pool. That's a, you know, it hasn't got any water mm-hmm. in that Jaws is currently in. I say uh, definitely uh, in the paddling pool. 
next to that, the little the little paddling pool, which is a bit overgrown. There's some bulrushes, you know, around it. It's you know, in a, in a, somewhere where the crocodile can can just you know peep out every so often, and but still put its snout in the water and feel sort of you know have a little cocktail out there. So definitely outside, a pool adjacent, but I'll say in the paddling pool. Uh, next to the pool, uh, next to the actual big pool itself. I, what, what do you think? I I think that is an excellent... Why I like this too is because at least if we have it in a separate pool, and I think in the paddling pool, we'll always sort of be able to at least see its little nose, right? Yes. Its little alligator nose. <laughs> and we'll be like, oh, there it is. Whereas if we did fill in the water and put it in the big Olympic-sized swimming pool, we'd lose it. We'd lose we'll it. Lose it. Right? And we don't need Jaws and Jaws. the alligator yeah, exactly. fighting. We've got exactly. Jaws in there right now. So exactly. So we don't. I think... Your choice is excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And, you know, and then when children can come and stay in the, the motel and they can play in the paddling pool and can play with the crocodile. There we go. <laughs> come, children, play with the crocodile. <laughs> Snap. All, all the kids go to that pool. Yeah. The kids go into the pool. They don't come out. Perhaps. All I'm saying is our hotel is not child friendly. No, that is what no. we at the horror motel. Not for kids. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we call daycare <laughs> drop the kids off you never have to worry about them again that's it yes just nom noms crocodile crocodile noms uh, hilarious uh, well I love this movie so much I think I, I think it possibly because back in the day it really surprised all of us how good it, good fun and just really good it is uh, it does what it says on the tin it's not really trying to be anything mm-hmm. more than that uh, it suffers a little bit, I think, from 90s writing of women, perhaps a little bit, but because of... Oh, yeah. Uh, Bri- Bridget yeah. kind of, you know, kind of overcomes that quite nicely uh, and really kind of shows a lot of depth. It more, Much more than I remember it being. And I think it stands up extremely well. It's, it's you know, it still stands up extremely well. I, I was like, well, this doesn't feel like it's dated very much at all really it's um, yeah. more, just a bit of fashion but because they're out in the middle of nowhere you kind of they, they kind of get wet and soggy quite quickly so you're not really looking at the fashion so much but yeah great great fun cannot yeah. recommend it enough Ah, well, there you have it everyone Lake Placid give it a go uh, and after you watch that movie, be sure to join us again next week for our next movie. Do we want to give them a hint? Do you want to give them a hint? Well, or do we it's want to in the, it? yeah, little hint. Shall we just say it's also water related? And if you thought that this was a bit camp, the next one will be even camper, but actually quite scary at the same time. So it's yes, but yeah, it will certainly make you sure that you never want to go back into the water again. <laughs> <laughs> 